Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello, welcome to the show, everyone. Ready had some NCAA action just wrap up. Uh, Loyola uh, Chicago goes down to Oregon State. And uh, as I said it on the show earlier today, can't be surprised about that result. It, you know, uh, Oregon State played uh, what I thought they would do. They tried, uh, they tried to muck it up. Uh, and Loyola Chicago wants to play that kind of style too. So when you uh, slow it down and it becomes just who can hit shots, uh, Loyola Chicago just could not hit shots today. They were shooting poorly from range. They were shooting under 25% for uh, most stretches of the game. And that was that that was pretty much the deciding factor. Loyola Chicago could not get their offense off, and uh, uh, Oregon State punished them uh, with the, the, the dry spells they had on offense. And, you know, end of the day, uh, that got on the W. So, uh, obviously, we got Baylor Villanova coming up, but uh, the point of this show is to go over UFC 260 on pay per view tonight, and we we only have one title match. Unfortunately, we were supposed to have uh, another a, a title match, hopefully, but uh, unfortunately, we we lost the Alexander Volkanovski Brian Ortega fight. Uh, before so uh, that wasn't going to be part of the card so now it's just the heavyweight title matchup between Stipe Miocic uh, uh, fighting uh, Francis Ngannou again uh, so yeah we have a, a rematch again in the heavyweight division Ngannou uh, just an absolute beast of a man uh, just if you watch uh superhero film you know uh if he actually wins the title and gets pop, uh, popular notice in mainstream media, that guy's going to be in superhero films uh, uh, without question, in my opinion. As long as he can act a lick, uh, he will be in films at some point in his uh, life uh, time uh, based off of his body type and size. Uh, I think it goes without question. But, um, you know... We're not here to talk about movies. We're here to talk about the fight, actual fight game. And realistically, this uh, matchup comes down to, once again, can Nganu get his hands on Miocic? And, you know, Vegas actually thinks uh, Miocic is the underdog here. Uh, Nganu is the minus 130 favorite, despite the fact that he lost the first matchup. It's DPA Miocic is the heavyweight champion of the world for UFC. The champ is the underdog in a five-round fight. You know, everyone is banking on Francis Ngannou, and as uh, UFC commentator Joe Rogan calls it, the death touch that Ngannou has that he can knock out anyone. And, you know, it's just one of those deals where I don't necessarily buy it that... Uh, you know we're we're gonna get uh, Nganu taking out um, uh, taking out uh, Miocic. 
you know, I think Miocic, uh, Stipe gets very underrated in terms of his striking. And the biggest edge Miocic has over Nganu, and it's what he used in the first fight, is being able to get this fight to the ground. If Miocic gets Nganu to the ground, he's going to be able to control him. And to me, I don't, I haven't seen anything in Nganu's game that tells me Nganu is going to be able to stop a takedown. I think th- this is a fight that Miocic knows what he needs to do, and it's just about the execution. Now, everyone keeps harping on, well, what if Nganu, has, uh, now that he's gotten his confidence back, uh, you know, after hitting rock bottom after the Derek Lewis uh, snooze fest, and he's gone on his winning streak and dusting guys. I mean, the Rosenstruck fight uh, where Nganu lays out Rosenstruck within 20 seconds because Rosenstruck just goes in, guns ablaze, and leaves his chin up and gets torched. You know, I, I yeah, it's a highlight reel knockout, but that doesn't mean anything in, in, a, in a title fight. You know, he's got to be able to touch up Miocic and everyone keeps saying one punch can it can end the fight. Yeah, technically it could, but have we seen um, Stipe get rocked in a, in a fight? Yeah, we've seen him get hurt in fights. He's he's been stunned by Ngannou, and it didn't matter. Like I think Ngannou's got to be able to put together a combination to put down Miocic. I don't think it's going to be a one shot knockout deal, and everyone keeps banking on. One shot's going to get it done. I just don't see it. So here's the deal. You know, I'm betting on Miocic if we're talking about it from a gambling perspective. Uh, you know, a plus 130 on a uh, on a heavyweight. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's in some lines I've seen it up to 130. Um, you know, uh, you, you're probably going to get like plus 115 for Miocic, but depending on if you're shopping for lines, uh, you know, I've seen it get as high as plus 130. I'm taking Miocic if, if you're giving me those odds. And if I'm, and if, if you ask me if I'm going to bet on Nganu, the only way I'm betting on Nganu is by knockout. Nganu's not going to win it on points. He's not going to be able to wrestle Miocic. He's got to be able to knock out Stipe. The inside the distance finish line on this is minus 435. I'm not betting on it to finish inside the distance. I'm betting on Nganu being able to win this in uh, inside the distance, and uh, you know I'll be, uh, and you can bet at minus 120. But to me, I just don't see it happening. I think Miocic gets the win, and I think you uh, you just take the champ here and win it on points. Now, from uh, a DFS perspective, I think this fight is one where you could play both fighters. Here's the thing with Miocic. As I said, he's going to wrestle and try to control Nganu. With the new scoring format on Yahoo, I think it's viable in five rounds that Miocic can uh, control Nganu for three and a half rounds, maybe four rounds on the ground. I think it's very possible that he can wrestle him. So to me, this fight really comes down to what do you believe is more likely to happen? That Ngannou can dust Miocic or that Miocic grinds out a victory? And I think grinding out a victory is far, far more likely for Stipe than an Ngannou uh, knockout victory. I I just don't see how 
folks are are getting uh, caught up with this uh, being a uh, Ngannou's night to win the belt. I I really look at this as Miocic fights uh, to lose. So uh, that's that's where I'm landing in the main event. Uh, as we go down the card, we got a co-main event. Again, uh, this card got uh, knocked down a bit because of uh, some of the cancellations. Uh, but, uh, you know, not having Volkanovski. But, uh, you know, I, I look at it, it. It's now Vicente Luque uh, facing off against former welterweight champ Tyron Woodley. Woodley has been done for a while now. Uh, Woodley has been... He's always played a defensive style and just relied upon exploding out of uh, uh, bad situations, whether it's backing up in a corner and lulling a guy into a false sense of security and then pouncing on him. I just think Tyron's time has kind of passed, and now, you know, it's just a case of, you know, he's collected a paycheck and he's just not doing nearly as much work as he needs to to get W's. So... Do I like Luque to win? Yes. Do I think Luque is going to do anything from a DFS perspective? Absolutely not. I think this is going to be a low-volume fight, and Luque wins on decision, but it just, you know, there's just no finish, so there's nothing here. Um, There's not going to be a whole lot of wrestling. Uh, Woodley should wrestle Luque to the ground and grind on him, but, you know, like I said, Woodley has just not been put in the work to execute on uh, some of these plays where he should have an advantage. So to me, you know, I kind of look at this as a case where, you know, again, uh, Woodley should have avenues of victory. He's just not going to take advantage of them. And uh, Luke should win, but it's just an unappealing play from a DFS perspective. Next up, it's Sugar Sean O'Malley. Uh, the hype train was derailed courtesy of, uh, it just brutal, brutal leg kicks. And O'Malley has shown in his brief UFC run thus far, his legs are compromised. He's been compromised with leg kicks twice now where he has been physically unable to leave the cage under his own power because his legs are completely carved up. Um. Oh, I forgot to give the odds on the Luke uh, Woodley fight. Uh, Luke is minus two fifty. Woodley plus two ten. Uh, an inside the distance finish is plus one ten. Like I said, I would not touch that inside the distance. I think that goes to the decision and uh, points to to Luke. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sean O'Malley, uh, Sugar uh, Sugar Sean, is a minus three thirty favorite. Uh, you know, an inside the distance finish is minus 195 Almeida, uh, plus 250 dog. And this is a fight where we should expect to see a finish. Either O'Malley uses his jujitsu and uh, gets um, Almeida down or pieces him up uh, standing or Almeida leg kicks the crap out of O'Malley and takes him out. Uh, like I said, O'Malley's legs have been compromised twice inside the octagon to the point where he is physically unable to leave under his own power. Depends on what Almeida does, but I mean, if his corner is worth a lick and he's willing to listen to his corner, 
You leg kick the crap out of O'Malley and call it a day. Don't waste time trying to do a striking battle with your fists because O'Malley is uh, his hand speed is uh, very high for the division. I think this is uh, a clear case of style matchup where you you have to go after his clear disadvantage with his legs and not get into a boxing match with O'Malley. So O'Malley is a 9,200 pick on DraftKings. I don't like it mainly because it's relying on a spectacular finish from O'Malley. And I think there's a lot of high risk up, uh, a high risk of an upset. And at 9,200, like for DraftKings, uh, and I mean, FanDuel as well, but you know, if you're, I mean, he's $23 on FanDuel. Um, you know, he's even more expensive than Luke and Nganu and, and Miocic. I think he O'Malley has far higher odds of losing than all those other uh, fighters. And the upside, yeah, there's upside. But, man, it's just, it comes with significant downside of him getting finished inside the distance and not scoring enough points. Because, again, I think a good leg kick takes him out of the fight completely. The the thing is, he's been taken out by accumulation of leg kicks. He hasn't really faced like an Anderson Silva type of just straight on shin, uh, shin, uh, shin right on your lower leg kick that can take you out. And that's where I'm, I am more hesitant on the folks riding the O'Malley bandwagon than anything else. Because to me, he hasn't gone up against a striking expert that's really great with leg kicks, and he's still been taken out by leg kicks. I, I'm, I have my doubts. So uh, to me, I'm, uh, it's this is a pass fight for me. And on DraftKings, I'll have some shares of Almeida, uh, but uh, ninety two hundred, uh, it's just too high. It's just too high of a price tag. I can't do it. Next up, Miranda Maverick against uh, a top. Uh, 10 opponent in Jillian Anderson, I mean, Jillian Robertson. Um, you know, this is an exhibition for Miranda Maverick, a high, highly rated prospect, uh, coming up in the UFC contender series. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, Maverick's, uh, striking background. Uh, is she going to be able to, uh, hit Robertson enough? And can Robertson somehow get this fight to the ground and grind out a three-round victory? I don't necessarily see it, but I'm kind of avoiding this fight because, to me, for Maverick to pay off uh, as a betting favorite, she's minus 167, uh, which isn't bad, but, uh, you know, there there is risk uh, of her getting taken to the ground and this uh, becoming a more of a plotting type of fight. Uh, from a DraftKings perspective, 8,800. Yeah, there's some interest there. If you're looking to deviate off of the title fight, uh, she could get an early stoppage. Uh, Robertson, uh, 7,400 on DraftKings. Basically, the only way you're picking her is if you're banking on an upset and maybe she can get enough ground control because she's definitely not going to be able to do a finish inside the distance. That's just not going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are on Maverick. Uh, Betting wise, yeah, I I could I could lean towards betting on Maverick. Uh, it's just not something about going crazy over. 
All right. Next up, Common Worthy facing Jamie Malarkey. Uh, here's the bottom line on this fight. This fight, someone's getting finished. I would be taking the minus 165 inside the distance finish without question and, and call it a day. Uh, but uh, Kaba Worthy is the minus 130 favorite. Uh, a malarkey, even money, depending on the book, or uh, plus, uh, plus 110. But, you know, this should be a fight where Malarkey, again, trying to get this to uh, the mat, Worthy, uh, the expert striker. This is just one of those cases where, you know, striker versus grappler, who's going to get the better of the exchanges? Um, I would look towards Worthy uh, getting the win here, but it would not shock me if Malarkey uh, was able to uh, get Worthy to the ground and find a way of finishing the fight because Worthy has shown that he's not been very good uh, on his back, uh, I, I think he's vulnerable for, for an upset. Next up, Alonzo Menenfield, uh, who is gassed out repeatedly. I can't believe I'm actually going to be betting on Alonzo Menenfield again. I really, you know, I, I told myself I wasn't going to do this again because the last time Menenfield fought, he fought a tin can that I swear, you know, Kept plotting, plotting, plotting. Menenfield gassed himself out, couldn't finish the fight, and then allowed himself to get dominated. And I told myself I would not bet on uh, Menenfield again, but the UFC keeps giving him fights where, you know, he should be be able to take advantage of. And, um, you know, this, uh, his original opponent got canceled. He's got a replacement opponent taking this fight on short notice. Uh, Chirant, it, you know, from what I've seen is literally another tin can. Like, Menenfield, if he doesn't win this fight, he should get cut. And I said this last time we had a pay-per-view uh, that featured Alonzo Menenfield. So, I, I, again, I sound like a broken record saying this, but if this guy cannot finish these tin cans, why is he in the UFC? They've already invested quite a bit in him, so they were trying to get some value out of it. But man, I I can't believe I'm actually betting on him again, and I I, I already feel like I'm going to be sick to my stomach because I, I I already feel like I know how this story is going to end. But uh, the price tag on DraftKings is only eighty one hundred. You know he should be able to finish inside the first round. But if he doesn't finish inside the first round, I am betting so heavily on the other guy that I, uh, again, I haven't even seen good film on this guy, but I already know what Menafield is. He is so muscular, he will gas out completely if he doesn't end this fight in the first round. So this is a live betting situation uh, that this fight should end end inside a distance minus 245. But man, if uh, Menafield doesn't get it done, uh, inside that first round, I am betting on the other guy because Menenfield will be completely, completely done. And, you know, I, I think that Menenfield, you know, again, if he can't finish inside the first round, he is such a lame duck that I'm going to bet heavily on Toronto to finish the fight if it goes past the first round. Uh, that's all I can say about that. Next up, Abukar Nurmagomedov, uh, 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 whom I will just refer to as Habib's brother. Um, so Habib's brother is facing Jared Gooden. 
Gooden, you know, here's how you play uh, You fight in the Magomedov brothers. Keep it standing. If you go to the ground, you are dead. I don't care how good your jujitsu is. Habib and his, basically, this entire Russian bloodline are so good on the ground that if you get, if you end up on your back, they will take your back, they will take your arm, they will take your leg, and they will find ways of twisting it in ways that a human body should not bend. There is no getting around it. I, I, I'm i tired of people trying to tell me that this guy can defend uh, defend on the ground against uh, Nurmagomedov. Uh, you know, all these guys coming out of uh, Habib's camp have shown how superior they are to everyone else on the ground with their wrestling. I don't care if they can't keep it standing. They have zero shot. I will be playing Nurmagomedov in GBPs. He's 9,000 uh, 9, on DraftKings, 20 bucks on FanDuel. I am playing them in DFS formats because they get takedowns. They get uh, they get uh, advanced positioning. They rack up all these sorts of points on DraftKings. Uh, you know, a three-round fight, you know, he could get uh, four or five takedowns if he doesn't end it in the first round uh, outright. So, again, uh, if they get it to the ground and you put yourself in a bad position, they will finish the fight on the ground. Uh, you know, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, uh, Gooden's got to figure out a way of staying alive. 7200 on DraftKings, $10 on FanDuel, plus 195 underdog. I just don't. I don't see it happening. Uh, you know, I think uh, Habib's brother takes uh, care of business, and uh, you know, we go from there. A um, couple other lower round fights. Uh, I'm not going to have a ton of exposure to uh, Oleksiuk and Bukakas. Uh, uh, Oleksiuk is a minus one sixty seven uh, favorite. Uh, inside the distance uh, finish is expected to be. Um, a minus one seventy, uh, you know, couple of heavyweights. I'm, I, I, you know, if I can't get an idea of uh, which heavyweight can finish whom within the first round, I avoid a heavyweight fight. Uh, so I'm not going to have much exposure to it. And then, even from a betting perspective, I really don't have any interest in this fight. Um, same, same goes for this. Uh, uh, uh for this um, uh, welterweight fight uh, between Morales and Young. Morales is the favorite, 8,700 on DraftKings. I think this fight goes to a decision. Not interested. Minus 180 favor for Morales over Shane Young. Uh, don't really have much interest on uh, uh, Young. He's 7,500 on DraftKings and $10 on FanDuel. More interest on FanDuel, but uh, I just don't see much win equity on this uh, if to finish inside the distance, which is what you're looking for with a live dog. Um, you know, I think it probably goes to a decision, and you know that's the end of that. Um, you got, uh, and then the the uh, final fight, uh, Mark Andre Barrialta versus Abu Aziz, Azatar. Uh, not as familiar with these fighters; they're both evenly priced on DraftKings. Uh, Barrialta's a slight favorite at minus one twenty four, eight two hundred on DraftKings. Uh, Azatar eight thousand on DraftKings, and an even money uh, dog. Uh, you know. In at the middleweight division, this could finish inside the distance, or it could go to a decision. I don't really have a uh, of a pick either way, so this is a this is definitely a pass fight for me. And you know, not that interested 
uh, from a DFS perspective either. So um, here's where it comes down to uh, for DraftKings, in my opinion. You know, depends on where you want to go with the uh, O'Malley fight. Uh, because if you're fading O'Malley, then you're probably going to be uh, picking up on the Nganu uh, Miocic fight. Uh, I am going to be heavy on uh, Menonfield, uh, Chirant, just because, again, you know, if Menonfield can't get that first round stoppage, Menonfield's going to lose to Chirant. I'm I'm very convinced on that uh, from a betting and a DFS perspective. So, got to have exposure to that fight. Uh, I'm definitely taking Habib's brother. Uh, so I'm going to be all over in terms of that pick, uh, for DraftKings and betting purposes. Uh, don't really see much reason to deviate from it, but, uh, you know, should be an interesting card. Everyone, like I said, everyone is picking against Biotrius and I think it's a mistake. I really do think the champion, uh, wins another matchup against, uh, uh, Nganu and proves people wrong. So, uh, should be a good uh good bit of fighting tonight so i'll leave it there but uh have a good one everyone and uh stay tuned uh, because i I still have to start uh breaking down the baseball season so that will be coming up uh very soon uh so uh we got baseball coming up next week so we'll get we'll get into it uh, as we start off uh next show so uh that's all for now and uh have a good one Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.